Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hi, I'm your host, Jack McLean, and today my guest is Jasper Fletcher. He's an AFL draft prospect for 2022. Highlights from this episode, we discussed the, the importance of recovery to reduce muscle soreness and fatigue, how Jasper focuses on developing his full body strength with wrestling and boxing, why developing an elite lifestyle is key to getting the most out of your body. We discussed how important it is in hitting max speed for preparing for a game and how Jasper approaches his rehabilitation and his draft year. Before we start this episode, to improve your strength and power and gain a competitive edge this preseason, make sure to hire a Prepare Like a Pro coach and join our individualized coaching package. Head to preparelikeapro.com for more information about our coaches. Let's get into today's episode with Jasper Fletcher. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Jasper Fletcher. Welcome Jasper, thanks for jumping on mate. Oh, thanks for having me, appreciate it. Sorry about the little technical things there, getting the, f- the phones hooked up and, uh, and the computer and, and Zoom and all the bits and pieces, but, but we did it. A persistence pays. For, for those that uh, aren't aware of your work, mate, take us back to the very beginning. At what age did you start playing footy? Yeah, so was born and bred down in uh, Victoria, down in Williamstown. That's when dad put a footy in my hands and moved up here when I was four and joined the Oz kick when I was five or six around then. And ever since then, I've just kicked the Sharon around, which is, it's been a great journey. So, yeah. Yeah. And have you got brothers, sisters, take us through the family setup? Yeah, so I've got one younger sister. She's involved in middle distance running, which I'm not a big fan of. And then mum and dad, mum's got a sporting background as well, played basketball for Australia and 300 games in the WNBL. So I get most of my athletic traits from her. And then dad dad was lucky enough to also play AFL footy for 230-so games and, yeah, went all right. So. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. mate. Yeah, so athleticism is definitely in the genes. Did you play basketball growing up as well? Did mum influence you early or was it all footy? Yeah, no, mum did get me into side of basketball, except I was too small back then. So people used to post me up and there we can see a lot of points and always a pass first type of guard. And yeah, so just moved over to footy and had more success over there. Yep, yep. And on that one, like for the athletes listening in, how important is it early days, let's say before the age of 16 to play different sports do you feel like it helps your footy oh 100 especially basketball the poise side of things and the decision making you know you're in a sort of a confined space five on five and sometimes the course feels smaller than it actually is and i think translating over footy that helps around stoppages and contests where you got to try and find your way out and use, use the ball by hand or foot so i definitely do encourage playing multiple sports growing up and then you can find that one that you're really interested in and you know put a lot of work and time to it yeah, and talk us through once you made that sort of shift towards playing many different sports to starting to pour all your focus into football. Yeah, so like I said before, I wasn't having much success in basketball, being quite small. And then over at footy, just enjoyed it a lot more. And I thought that, you know, if obviously dad put a footy in my hands when I was quite young. I fell in love with the game and, yeah, just worked in a lot on my footy and my skills and that and just, yeah, sort of got me to where I am today. Yeah, and did that shift focus when you started taking it more seriously from, I guess, from when you're having fun as a kid to then thinking, okay, this is something I want to pursue as a, as a career? Yeah, of course. Through my whole career, I've always found footy fun. There's some times in some tough sessions, you maybe think, rethink your decisions. But now nah, through, through my whole journey, I think 12 or so years, I've always had fun kicking a footy. So, yeah. Awesome, mate. Yeah, and 
yeah, mentioned your dad played for Brisbane. Take us through your connection. Obviously, it's at some stage you moved to up north. Talk us yep. through that change in school and, and footy and how you manage that, but also the Brisbane Academy. Take us through your involvement there. Yeah, so moved up here when I was four. Don't remember much from when I was down in Vic. Only a few things when I was down at the footy watching dad play and he went all right. But yeah, moving up here was a good change for me and my family. Obviously, dad was part of the Brisbane Lions group and yeah, just being around footy up here and seeing the footy in Queensland develop. Obviously, coming from a big state where footy is so prominent to now Queensland state where footy is growing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been unreal to sort of watch that change happen. And the Brisbane Lions Academy is also a great program. A lot of kids go through there and there's been a lot of successful kids come out into the AFL now. So, What does a typical week look like, let's say, in pre-season and then how does it change in season? With the with academy? The academy? Yep. Yeah. So normally with the academy, pre-season-wise, you do three sessions a week. It's a lot of heavy heavy conditioning and a lot of a lot of skill-based stuff to really get you fine-tune your skills. And then moving through the through the season, there's a lot of focus on gym programs and getting stronger, more athletic and, and that sort of thing. And then training more comes about quality over quantity, doing some <laughs> fine-tuning skills on some game plan things and to prepare for the, the opponent ahead on the weekend. Oh, very good. And going back to influences, mate, you've, you've mentioned your dad and your mom and, and your sister, you know, super athletic and, and hardworking family. Who have been some other mentors, if you like, that have helped shape your career so far? Yeah. I think I have to shout to my pop, my grandparents. He's always been there. He's helped me be a better person ever since I could understand that sort of, that sort of topic. And he's always pushed me along really hard and told me, you know, you have to work really hard to get the things that you, you want to achieve. And so ever since then, he's just been a great person, a great role model for me. Very good. And the, the goal of, of getting drafted, which is something you've worked towards for a number of years now, you talked about the you know, hard work with the conditioning, working on your skills, the gym work. How much time and energy would you be putting in in your football over preseason? Would there be a, a, a day that you have off in a week or are you doing something every day? And then how does that change in season in terms of days on, days off for you? Yeah, so pre-season's pretty heavy loading period for a lot of AFL athletes trying to make it, I think, into the, the professional league. For me, it consists of three, three sessions of uh, a lot of skills and heaps of running. And I was also doing three sessions outside of that in the gym. So I only really have one day off. And even on that day off, I try and stay as active as possible to prevent, obviously, some soreness and just get my body right for some sessions ahead. During, during footy season, you know, it's obviously you've got the training with your club or the academy or whatever, whoever you're playing with. So you get that ticked off. And then a lot of it does focus in on the gym, um, making yep. sure your body does stay right and that through the year and prevent injury, which is a big thing nowadays. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of changing going from preseason to season, but most of, most of the concepts stay the same with your skills and trying to get stronger or leaner in that sort of way. So. And from the for those listening in that are playing that under sixteens, under seventeens level, what do you feel is the the biggest jump from going into your draft year? Is it more the mental stress of managing school with your draft year, the pressure that comes with that, or is it more the physical load? Do you feel the of like what you've just yeah. mentioned, pretty high workload? Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. I was I graduated school last year, so going to uni this year, I've been able to sort of manage my timetable a little bit more and defer when needed to focus in on footy. I think the biggest challenge this year has been just to stay mentally fresh. You know, it's a long year. Obviously, you had to go for a little bit and the draft's not till November. So, stay mentally fresh and keeping your mind busy during times because it still is quite a bit away even now. So, I think just staying busy outside of footy is a real big key thing in your draft year. Yeah. And what are some things that you like to do outside of football? Keep yourself busy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like you mentioned before, I do like to play a bit of golf. Sometimes <laughs> might not go my way. Been learning to hit out of the forest a little bit and the trees. Yep. And I like catching up with mates and that sort of thing, just taking it real easy, playing some other sports like basketball, like you said, just real casual. So, yeah, very good. And in terms of career highlights, mate, what are some things that pop up first in mind that you look back fondly and proud of as well? Yeah, I think I've had some few this year. Obviously, being able to have the honor of being the skipper of the Allies group is something I do hold pretty pretty close to me, as well as being able to represent the Australian team this year early against Collingwood. I think that's probably, yeah, number one up there. But through the years, I've made some state teams, which I've been pretty proud of. But I think those two are the main ones that are pretty, pretty special to me. Yeah. And when another one for the athletes tuning in, the footballers, take us through like a typical week of what are your sort of your key focuses on a, on a game. If you've played on the Saturday, we're now on a Sunday, so one day post yep. leading up to a Saturday game, let's say, yeah, for, for a high stakes game, which every yep. game obviously is important, but. Yeah, two important games in, in your draft year. How, how do you go about each day? What are your sort of key focuses from the start through to leading up to game day? Yeah, so with a Saturday game, I do like to jump in the pool after, get a bit of cold cold water on, on my legs, which that mm. does does ease the, the soreness a little bit the next day. But on Sunday, I, I do jump back in there and do like some light activity, go for a walk, have a little bit of a swim just to keep the body moving, the blood flow. And then I do focus a lot about nutrition. I think that's a really key thing that, some athletes may put um, not as important as other things to make them sort of stay, you know, well nutrition, hydrated as well. Big thing is having a lot of water, especially after a game. You know, being through a, it's a pretty heavy, heavy contest during a game, and running so many to get the hydration in after a game is pretty important. And then leading to the week, obviously, you have your sessions, your main sessions, training, footy, gym. I think just to stay loose, a lot of recovery in between them, stretching, trigger balling. Those are really important. That do go a long way in the end. And you mentioned the importance of recovery early on when you're finding what worked for your body. You mentioned how important it is to, to try and reduce the soreness. Did, did you lean on like older teammates or, or peers or your, or your parents? Like how did you go about finding ways to, to optimize your recovery early in the week? Yeah, I reached out to a few strength and conditioning trainers in the academy, which were really helpful and give me something to do on my off days. Obviously speaking with you, you know, you've given me some, some great things to do leading up into a game. We spoke about sleep and and those sort of things. But also, yeah, mum and dad have been really helpful, obviously, with a sporting background and what they've experienced through their, their journeys and what they've sort of picked up on and, and learned. And if they had their time again, what they would do differently. And then you mentioned the importance of hydration, nutrition. Like yep. I said, not everyone is, is you know, focusing on that area and it takes some time to sort of get to that elite point where you are starting to look at your lifestyle rather than just your training. Um, when did you make the shift? Was it a particular presentation that you heard? Was it speaking to a, maybe a, a Brisbane player or someone that you look up to? Take us through that light bulb moment where you thought, oh, okay, I'm going to start changing how I eat. Yeah. Through school, I've always been really interested in human movement. I was lucky to do a, get my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness, which has got a lot of base on, obviously, your training aspects and the nutrition side of things. And then following up at uni, I was doing a nutrition course as well. So those sort of things do, do contribute to, to how I feel about it today but also with mum and dad playing sporting backgrounds and I was pretty lucky enough to at the the Lions boys train with them pre-season see how what they eat during the day and on their off days has been you know stuck with me and I've tried to replicate that. Hey there hope you're enjoying this episode with Jasper Fletcher we're just going to take a quick break to hear a snippet from our interview with Tom Mitchell. Do you on that note like do you structure sort of your your days the night before or do you 
look at your week and have themes of your week in the off season? Or do you go by feel with with how the flow of your day goes? Yeah, how do you sort of structure your preparation? Yeah, I used to be quite structured. I've probably let go of that a little bit. I have a rough guide of sort of what I, especially in season, I know what I need to do to get you know ready to play and you know peak performance is the term you use quite a bit. But I, that's I know what that looks like in season and in the off season. I suppose you're just getting your body ready for the pre-season where you know there's going to be a huge workload, but then still on the, on your day off, you might do something extra, but it, it might, it won't be something that's taxing on your body. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get the work in, in your main sessions. You don't need to be smashing yourself with an extra run or an extra bike or something. It's just finding the little one percenters here or there on your day off that will give you a slight edge. To hear more from Tom Mitchell, make sure to scroll to episode 28 on the prepare like a pro podcast. Now back to the rest of the episode with Jasper Fletcher. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. And for those that haven't been seen how an AFL player typically eats, what were some big changes that you made with your nutrition habits from what you're eating before to, to how you're eating yeah. now? Yeah, I think putting time into it is really important. You know, it can get pretty time consuming, but if you plan it out really well, you know, you'll, you'll save time and make sure to eat clean. I think that's the main way just to get your protein, your carbs in and the veggies. Uh, being an athlete, you know, nutrition is very important. So if you can Fill your plate up with a bit of protein, some carbs for the energy and your veggies. You'll be, you're feeling pretty good. Oh, well said, mate. And what about on the flip side, some challenges that you've faced over your career and what have you learned from those challenges? How has it sort of helped you get better? Yeah. Yeah. So through footy up here from about under 12s to 16s, I was always a little bit smaller. Didn't really hit any growth spurts and had the, the teenage hormones. So I was always playing a bit lighter and a bit smaller and that really taught me, you know, how to use my body and the running pattern side of things of AFL and how to get the ball. And then during my 17th year, when I hit the growth spurt, it all came much easier. I was able to win the ball a bit more and, and take the game on. But yeah, during that part of my life, when some boys had had a growth spurt, I was playing against some older men. I had my first senior game when I was 16 and I was still, still had needed a growth spurt and was playing pretty light. And just to learn on how to use your body when you're undersized is really important. So that was probably one of the biggest challenges through my journey of AFL. Yeah, yeah, no doubt that's going to pay dividends later on in your career because, you know, obviously as you keep progressing, the bodies get bigger and stronger and, and faster. Yeah. With that, talk us about, about that because it's interesting. It's not just a matter of just focusing on getting bigger but actually using what you have. I, I like that focus yeah. that you talked about using how to use your body. Was that doing, you know, ground balls with bags? Like talk us through the type of training that you did to, to help improve how to use your, your body on the field. Yeah, so yeah, I did a lot of contested stuff with my dad. Pretty fortunate once again that, he did know a fair bit in that area and I was able to learn a lot of him. But I recently got into boxing as an off, off legs thing and that's really helped me embrace contact in contests and use my body a lot more with, a, mm-hmm. with some movement and that. But yeah, back on the footy side of things, I think if you really focus in on, on certain aspects like your ground balls, your contested stuff, your tackling, it does play dividends. And the boxing, is it purely using your arms hitting the mitts or was there a bit of grappling type of boxing involved with it as well? Yeah, grappling as well, especially when you're tired. Being able to to you know use your body weight to maneuver your opponent is really important. It does play a lot off in AFL, and you do you know it might not you might not see the, the translation across from boxing to AFL, but just that movement and being able to perform while you're under fatigue does help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, mate. Thank you. That's a yeah, it's good insight not only to yeah, how you go about things, but also your mindset in terms of you know working on your weaknesses, not just your strengths. So that's. That's awesome and, and good one for, for those tuning in to, to listen to in, in terms of, yeah, your approach. 
Um, what about what are you mentioned the, the importance of recovery, nutrition? What about from a physical point of view? What are some things that you focus on during main training session to get yourself up for, to prepare well for the upcoming game? Yeah, I always try and hit top speed during a training session. I think I'm a big believer in you, you play the way you train. So I always keep training 100%. And not only that, it makes you feel confident going into the week. You know, you put in the work during the week. So on game day, you just go out there, have fun. So yeah, make sure to focus on a lot of my skills, ground balls. You know, you can never do too many during training. So those are definitely, and being a midfielder, you know, ground balls do happen pretty often. So yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, awesome, mate. Yeah, well said again. And what about from a, like you're currently in, in rehabilitation. Um, for those that aren't aware with it, you know, stress pressure with your foot, what's something, how do you sort of manage it, your rehab? Is it uh, one day at a time? Is it one week? Talk us through sort of your, your, how you set your goals and how you work on regressing through rehab. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky to have a good support system around me for the rehab of my foot. And we, we focused on monthly, monthly basis. So we put a monthly plan out and tick each day off, about five days of training, two days rest. So yeah, we just tick every day off and make sure to, you know, check there's no awareness in my foot and any of that sort of thing and make sure, you know, everywhere else in my body is feeling good and not overtraining and getting too fatigued and all that sort of thing. So Yeah. And you mentioned the support. What what type of support do you have access to at the academy? What type of staff yeah. members? Yeah, so I've been pretty lucky. Obviously, Zane Little John plays a big part in in the organising of it all. Brando Wellington, he's new to the academy. He's been really good this year for for me and the boys. He's pushed us really hard, and you know, very thankful for for what he's for what he's done for us boys. And then also being a part of the Brisbane BFL program in Chris Brennan, he's been terrific in helping me with my rehab with my foot. Oh, fantastic, mate. Are you a quote man? Have you got a favourite inspirational quote that you like to draw on, or life motto? Not really. I just like just work hard. I think. You know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's probably one I've had since being 12 years old. And a lot of people have heard it, but yeah, it's a pretty good quote that I do draw on a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And it's consistent with how you've said all the way through with your work ethic. What about in your work life? Is there anything in football that sort of is a pet peeve or, or makes you angry when you see it or maybe a teammate does? Not really. I haven't really focused. I think in training, when you're having a tough training under the fatigue and you can't get some skills right. You do get in your head a little bit, but I think it's very important to sort of come back and, you know, focus on your breath and refocus on what you're doing and you get your skills right. Yeah, yeah. And do you have a favourite holiday destination? Obviously, they're outside of Queensland. Queensland's a pretty special place to live at the moment, but yeah. is there anywhere you'd like to yeah. go if you're on holiday? Yeah, well, I haven't been overseas yet, so that's somewhere I want to get to hopefully in the next few years but down in victoria gippsland lakes entrance it's a beautiful place where me and my family go every christmas and hopefully get down there a fair bit in the next few years it's just good to get out on the boat all my family meets down there and the weather's normally pretty good except for the year the bushfires came across that was a tough tough christmas but since ever since then it's been it's been unreal yeah well done and what about you've mentioned how you like to hang out with mates and play golf. Talk us through like a if, when you have a day off footy, do you have a morning routine and everything structured or do you prefer to sort of go with the flow and to see what comes? Yeah, on my day off, I normally try to get eight to 10 hours. So that involves me sleeping in a little bit. Yep. I do. But once I sort of get up, I like to go for a bit of a walk, listen to some music, just relax a little bit. I get the legs moving. Obviously, I've had a few tough days training before that. So yeah, once I get the legs moving, then obviously I head out to the golf course or hang out with my mates where just be quite casual and just relax for the rest of the day. And then coming home that night, make sure to eat well for the next day ahead and do a little bit of release and trigger balling on some sore spots I might have. Very good. Yeah, so you can you 
obviously recovery is something you focus on a fair bit. So it sounds like you do water immersion, or work, massage with your own trigger release. What about, do you do saunas as well? Or is that something you've tried and it doesn't work for you? Talk us about maybe yeah. the flip side, some recovery methods that you don't like, deep tissue massage, some things that you've tried in the past that just doesn't work for you. Yeah, well, I haven't tried sauna too often. I haven't had access really to one, so sort of hasn't been in my focus. You know, deep tissue massage can be good, but also very painful at the same time. So you do love to get one, but at the same time, you hate it in the moment. But that has worked for me. But doing ice baths and, and release ball triggering are the two main ones for me. Yeah. And talking about 2022, mate, you mentioned you, you, got your, you ticked off your first intro to run and you're feeling good yep. and recovered well from that. What does the rest of the rehab look like until you're fully football ready? Yeah, so it's just building my running load up. I've been keeping it pretty light and, and low volume for the last couple of sessions. So building that up is definitely my goal. And hopefully, you know, with the combine coming up, you know, I won't, you know, at the moment it's sort of un- unlikely that I'll test, but hopefully after that I can do a little bit of testing to put out there for, for some results because I haven't tested this year. Mm-hmm. Did my calf early this year, so I haven't really had to, test much this year and it, i i do enjoy testing as much as you know it can be pretty nerve-wracking i like to see where i'm at so hopefully get that in would be nice yep yep and uh, what are you excited about for for the rest of 2022 mate what, what's on the horizon for you it sounds like it's a uh, pretty good year for you yeah well ho- hopefully it all goes well the the draft this year which is pretty exciting for every footy boy involved in it this year it's good to see you know your mates around you achieve their goal and also achieve your goal yourself but I think, you know, Christmas is always a highlight, getting down with my family and then hopefully starting pre-season at an AFL club. Yeah, very good, mate. Awesome. And for those that want to get in contact, if they're listening to the live on Instagram or uh, for those listening to the podcast recording, is there a place where people can get in contact, maybe DM you and ask a question uh, about yeah. your game or, or how to get better? Yeah, Instagram's the place. Always check my messages just in case for any questions or, you know, my mates always text me on there, so it's definitely the, the spot to you know, ask anything if you do have a question. Very good. Yeah, well, for those listening in, we'll, we'll add the Jasper's handle and in the show notes in the podcast as well as the YouTube comment section. So thank you for tuning in. If you tuned halfway through, make sure to watch the re- YouTube recording and we'll post the podcast next Wednesday. Jasper, have you got any final words or anything that we've, we've missed today that you wanted to discuss? No, nah, not at all. Just thank you for having me. Really appreciate you having me on and being a part of your program this year. Awesome. Jasper, it's been great to have you on, man. Absolute honor and, and great to share. Believe, big believe that success leaves clues. So it's great for the listeners to be able to hear how you go about your craft. And you know, by the sounds of it, there's no magic, no magic pill. It's a matter of hard work and doing all the controllables really, really well and consistently well over time, mate. So it's, it's a great message that, you, that you're living. So thank you for jumping on and sharing with us. And, and thank you for everyone that, that tuned in. And like I mentioned, that you can watch the YouTube if you tuned in late. Make sure you watch the full recording as Jasper's provided gems all the way through. And yeah, if you want to listen to the podcast, they'll be published next Wednesday. I'll see you guys on the next episode. We've got Joshua Manuel, who's the fifth conditioning coach at the Adelaide Crows this Thursday at 5 o'clock. I'll see you guys then. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as Q&A segment, aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane 
And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changers, sure yeah, game game changers whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now, and and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what I'm grateful for sort of three things and um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to yeah like reset and and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about you know that there is more to life than football or you know might be whatever as an SNC coach you know if something's you having a hard time um, it can be massive with just yeah opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble um, so that's that's been huge um i think i wish back then when i was younger i asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things mm -hmm. i think i was a bit single-minded back then and um you know i thought there was one way of doing things and um if i kind of didn't have that fear fear of you know asking a silly question or fear of judgment it would have got me a lot further and i probably would have learned a lot quicker um and yeah. and yeah, like just yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. 
The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.